Blog Talk Radio. Like brought out for me 
all kinds of shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. I knew this eclipse was going to be a deep one. Cause it was, a, was it a full moon? Was it a full moon in Scorpio? Yeah, so the eclipse was in Scorpio. And notice how all kind of shit started happening, right? Because <laughs> when Scorpio becomes comes deep shit, you know, deep changes. I always, that's why I tell when I when I knew when I saw Joe Biden going into the White House, I was like, uh oh. Because when it's a Scorpio at the helm, you know, there's either extreme transition in a good way or extreme transition the other way. So um, yeah, so I've been going through all these little different things. With the eclipse and stuff like that But it's also been a lot of great things You know, like the Warriors Since the Warriors are back in the finals <laughs> I'm psyched about that, okay And I got to finally see The Ozarks finale Oh my god Shocking Listen, here's what I'll say Because I won't tell y'all Because I know it just came out there, uh, about a, a week or so ago A couple weeks, week ago I don't know, I just saw it this week but so I won't say anything yet about it. But here's what I will say: it is not the way I would have wanted it to, to end, but it was a perfect ending in some senses. Because I'm not surprised. It's, it's it, it was a perfect kind of a perfect odd ending because the Ozarks is such this tale of. Crime, white collar living, and all these things coming together, and it is a very interesting, interesting show. It, it, you know what? I put the Ozarks, Ozarks up there because it deals with the underbelly of society, but the upper class of society too, and how all that comes together to merge. I put it up there with something like. Um, what was it, a corner? Even though it's to the other extreme, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really found, I thought it was, it's a very fascinating show. I actually actually started watching it accidentally. Um, the ending, though, I will say this, it was perfect. <laughs> it left you with all the things about the birds from the beginning, right? So I thought, great. Uh, great writing, odd writing, but I still liked it. I did. It was, even though I didn't, I liked it, but I didn't like it. You know, because I was upset about certain things, but I did like it. It's very interesting. Okay, so you guys get to watch the Ozark finale. You guys can write me to, you know, how to hit me up on uh, my uh, chat with Facebook page. Y'all can DM me. Tell me how y'all like the Ozark finale. I don't know. What y'all think of it? I thought it was pretty interesting. Perfect ending, though. But what, not one I would have liked. <laughs> um, and you know what? It was one where you saw coming. The writers kind of was letting you know towards, when you get towards that third of the part of it, the third of the, through third way through the, a third through the show you kind of see a certain character. They're heaping this new beginning on a certain character, and you kind of know which way it's getting ready to go. You kind of know, like, you know, we say in power, the streets need a body. Well, the Ozarks need a body. (laughs) And so you kind of can see who that body's going to be. That's the hint I'll give you guys. You kind of see, like, 
there's one that you already know is coming, but there is one that you're kind of like, damn. <laughs> right? So very good uh, show, okay? Very good. Very good. And, it's, you know, I thought the whole cast was so brilliant in this one. So, yeah. So Ozark's finale. Finally uh, got to see it, finally over. Now I'm just waiting for, has it come back out, Handmaiden Sale? I mean, when I'm going, when, it's something, let me look it up. Let me look this up, because I don't even know. I haven't even been looking on my Hulu. Let me look. Is it, I don't even know if when it's coming back. Uh, let me look at the news. Cause I feel like I need to see the, fin- you know, because we left off, she had gotten out. Uh... I don't know if it uh, if it's if it's uh, that is the one I'm really kind of like I'm ready to see the conclusion of. I don't know if they've even had. Um, I don't see anything about it yet. I don't. I think is it is it out yet? Season seven? Have I missed it? I don't think so. I don't think it's out yet. So I'm ready to um, see that one. I think we left off at, uh, oh, here it is. There's an article. The Handmaid's Tale Season 5 is in the works, and Season 6 is reportedly confirmed. Okay. I actually think it should probably end after Season 5, is my personal opinion, or Season 6. Because, you know what, She's uh, to me, now we've already... I don't know what they can do after five and six. They they really need to end it after six. Six might be stretching it a little too far, okay? But uh, I really would like to know how the story com- concludes. Uh, they haven't set a release date yet for season five. Uh, I hate that because, you know, sometimes it's so far apart that, you know, I'd be forgetting about it. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see that one, too. So that's another big one I'm looking at for uh, to come back on. And, of course, you know, all the power shows. I think pretty soon we're going to see uh, Power Book 2 come. I think it's coming in the summer, and I think it's in June. I'm not sure. Is it June? Where's Power Book 2? Power Book 2, which is Kanan's story. Uh, we're going to look that up real quick. I am not interested in the shy, okay? I know y'all going to ask me about the shy. <sighs> the shy lost it. I mean, I it, it is what it is. I, I don't know what to say. Um... Let me look up here. The season two, does it tell me for Raising Cain and Ho? We'll come back to the shot in just a minute. Um, okay. Oh, no. It's wet. It's way in October, I mean, in August for Raising Cain in season two, which is interesting because Latoya Luckett, I am excited and hyped about this. Latoya Luckett will be on season two of, I mean, of Raising Canaan. She's coming in as Jukebox Mother. 
So it we it will be very interesting to see the character of Jukebox and her mom. You know, we know that from so far we've got this idea that Jukebox has been abandoned by her mother. So I cannot wait to see LaToya Luckett in that role. And I'm so excited that LaToya Luckett is getting back to work and getting back out there. She's been looking gorgeous, you know, and everything. So I'm so happy for her. Okay, so, uh, and she's such a great actress. I think she's a really good actress. She was on, um, what's that, the, the church show, the Green, Green something? She's been on a lot of stuff. She started off on, uh, uh, when she was on the um, the one with The Rock, she was really good in that. I thought they should have brought her back. And I, you know what, and I, I really thought they should have brought her back because she had great chemistry with The Rock on, was it the, I forget what it was, it was the I forget the name of that show that The Rock had for a little while, and then it, the final season happened. It was like four or five seasons or whatever, uh, where he was an agent, sports agent or something like that. But she was only on like the first one or two seasons. But she's going to be back as Latoya, as a jukebox mom. It's going to start August 14th. That's a little late because it's almost time. It'll be close to time for um, the return of Power Book. Three, I mean Power Book One, which is Ghost. I, it's a lot. Why are we? Why are we? They should have been prepared for June or May. I mean June or July. I would have liked to watch that throughout the summer. <laughs> but it'd be interesting when it does come back. Okay, so and I was talking to you guys about the shy. Okay, uh, the truth is I've lost. Um, I actually lost interest in the shy after the last season. I felt like the shy had just lost its foundation, and I I kind of think I kind of kind of get kind of what the writers were trying to do, but failed at. You know, because in life, you know, as you become a teenager and you grow, because we're watching the story of these three young boys and their lives and the people that are in their lives and their neighborhood that surrounds them in the shop, right? And these little boys are growing up, and there's a number of jolting things that happen. However, I don't think they wrote it very well. And I just feel like it was too many jolts, like too many things going on, too many too many solid characters who were really, who really made the shot early on left. And when you have that, when you do that too fast, it's a recipe for destruction. The the, the, the group, the, the first group that came on with the shot, excellent group, excellent energy and stuff like that. How I understand how jolt, you know, how you know you have to play around characters and stuff like that. But it was too many characters in a season that left. Uh, it really made, and then they lost uh, a big part of it with the one. The, I forget the guy's name who was the star, but you know he had been sexually harassed in suits, all kind of shit, which you, you never found out what was going on with that. But I mean, it just threw the shy into a total fucking tailspin and it has not been able to uh to me to pick back up where it should have. It is really um they just and then they proceeded to act other very important characters. So in my personal opinion, it destroyed the show. <laughs> it really did. I didn't even think it was so bad, I didn't think the writers were the same from the first two seasons. I was like, what the fuck? Is this the same writers? 
so I, you know, I don't know if I'm that interested in seeing it this season. I don't know if I'm that interested in giving it another try, how it ended last season. As a matter of fact, I didn't even hardly watch the season finale. I barely watched it. I don't think I even remember. I don't think I even watched it all the way through. That's how disappointed in the shy I was. They had some moments, but for the most part, I was pretty disappointed, okay? So uh, we'll see. We'll see what comes of the shy, all right? All right, so it's a word. Man, I don't know what it's a word was going to be, to be honest with you. Uh, I still don't know. I, I was talking about, I was thinking about self-value, valuing of yourself and learning how to value yourself. I want you to learn how to value yourself. You guys know that. I think I, everything I talk about is about valuing ourselves and seeing ourselves as something um, more powerful in the universe than we can imagine, right? But this week, it has been such a daunting last couple of weeks. I mean, when you hear the story of the first of we had the elderly who had been attacked in that grocery store, which pissed me off. And then you had the babies in the grade school. I mean, some lunatic, crazy-ass, thug, young, dumbass. <laughs> but here's the thing about it. This time I was looking at this young man, I was going, what did he not understand? I mean, it was so sad because... The young man who actually did the killing, I was looking at him, I was like, you could have been anything. You could have done anything with your life and your time. Um, Twenty babies. I mean, 18 babies, two adults, two adult teachers, and one teacher's husband because he had a heart attack. After, you know, two days after probably dealing with grief and heartbreak. Um, and then immediately political banter started, which I knew would happen about guns and gun control and all the same shit that America does all the time. And guns, I have always said, have been around from for a long, long time. Well, Carolina and I, AK-57, it doesn't matter. Weapons of destruction will always be in a not-so-perfect world. Uh, it is the humans that create and use weapons that are the destructive force, not not weapons, it's how we use them. There's so many destructive forces in the world. If you guys read about some of the shit I read about in the course <laughs> of a week, y'all be scared to tell <laughs> about some of the shit that was coming on the world. And some of y'all might read like that. Read, I don't, I don't mean it like that. Some of y'all probably do very well see a lot of the things going on out here in the world. But I will say this, um, we are on a moral decline. I think that our government has been taken over 
in a sense, by foreign entities that we probably couldn't even understand. Financially, spiritually, I believe that certain parts of the government is is no longer caring about the American people. It has turned into something very different. And it's sad because I think America is going to realize it too late. But I also believe we're on a moral decline that we want to look at everything else. It's so easy to go, oh, yeah, we got to get rid of guns. Get rid of the guns. Get rid of the guns. <laughs> and, and the thing is, you'll leave yourself as a sitting duck, in my opinion, because criminals don't adhere to the law. Only citizens do. Are people who who are innocents, but I want to talk about that how we yell and blame anything else except for our moral decline in society, and that natural law will only answer natural law only uh, uh, helps to um, how can I say it. Natural law is um, works along with justice, the spiritual law, to enact justice. But natural law can't deal with evil. It can only enact justice once the evil has been committed. But when you start talking about demons, because that's what you're talking about, when you're talking about people who go up in a shit school and bend down the children and say, we're going to die today, little babies, when you talk about people like allegedly back in the day Timothy McVeigh who blew up a whole school with babies all in it, when you talk about people going in a grocery store shooting up older people, they're just to get their groceries. That ain't guns. That's hate and evil and ugliness. And I've always said politicians love, 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 love love to go off the subject. They love to go into gun control and argue at gun, argue over gun control because you won't start to question what's wrong with society because once you start to question what's wrong with society, you start looking at everything, policies, laws, things that have been enacted that have made people, that are making, making our society a much faster, gruesome, uncaring society, and you will start looking at politicians. You will start saying, you enact some of those laws that have helped people to be become on a moral, moral spiritual decline. I was reading this week, a lot of celebrities were putting up, I knew a lot of celebrities, they're going to go Democrat wherever they do, but a lot of celebrities were putting up stuff. And one celebrity put up, and I'm not just to get on the celebrities, but I do celebrity gossip here, so, I mean, celebrity news and gossip, so, you know. Um, one celebrity put up is that our children deserve more than prayers than thoughts. And I was like, more. I said, we always, I said, it's something wrong with people when they say, when they when they always, they, they dismantle prayer because that's people who really don't understand what prayer is. People dismantle prayer because they think of prayer, they don't understand that prayer is an action in the spirit realm. They really don't believe in the power of prayer, so they'll say stuff like that. You know, has this prayer? They, we, our, our kids need exactly that, more of that, more than anything else in the world, because it is prayer that they need when they go into these schools, when they walking down these streets, when they going anywhere, and thoughts about them. They need all of that, because that's the only thing that will descend 
and sometimes it sometimes are help or guide them through tragedy. And the way it's going up in this joint, you're going to need a whole lot of prayer and thoughts. And we've dismantled spirituality in school. We've abandoned, the state has abandoned prayer. You know, it's always been separation of, of church and state. But the church has really abandoned spirituality. And so once you abandon the spirit realm, you have no defenses against the evil that's getting ready to come down the pike. And it's only the spiritual people that will be able to answer that. You can't answer no joker going up in stores and stuff like that. They'll find something else. If you take away all the guns today, if you, everybody, if you take evil rises, a lot of people say, well, in certain countries they don't have a lot of guns. A lot of times you need to go and look at those countries because sometimes it's, it's, it's different. evil is in another spot. Somebody got the guns, always. <laughs> and usually sometimes it'll be evil creeping up in other ways. Because the defense for evil is the spirit. Is the spirit, spirit Evil is a part of the spiritual realm. And the only way you're going to deal with demon spirits and demonic entities and evil coming out in these streets is spiritual things. And spiritual laws, like love and patience and kindness, discernment, wisdom, there are answers in the natural of how you deal with it, but gun laws will not your laws only are to natural laws are for the natural realm, and they'll only work. After something's been committed But if you want to stop something from being committed And you're going to have to see what's the culprit What is making a child An 18 year old child So distraught So fucked up in his mind That he would go into a school And start shooting babies That he would get up in the morning And shoot his grandma in the face what the fuck? It's not just mental illness out here either. I know a lot of people say that. No. A lot of it is people got a demon. You got devils. And y'all don't know how to deal with them. And these devils is about to get loose out here in these streets. I'm telling you, demonic, these demonic, demonic entities is about to act a fool. And if you think you getting ready to fight the spiritual with natural weapons, good luck. There's a scripture in the Bible. That my grandparents always said used to say to me and stuff, my papa, we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. <laughs> Spirits in high entities in high places. And for some people, if you're not spiritual, I get that. I understand. I Hey, you don't have to listen to nothing I say. Fight it your way. <laughs> but your war is not with human, humans. That, what walked up in that school the other day just used that little young man's body. <laughs> but y'all going to be dealing with, y'all dealing with spirits now. And these spirits... 
and out of this world. And so you're going and they but they know this world. And so you're going to have to deal with evil in a very different way. You need your the kids more than ever need to be equipped parents. Hey, whatever kids more than ever for their life. If they have to face a tragic event, if they have to go through a tragic event, if they uh, or if they uh, are to protect their destinies, because I've I've been knowing it in my my spiritual mind, there is people out here that. That young man, when he walked in there, he stole destinies. He stole destinations, journeys of those kids. And you got destiny stealers, demonic forces out here to take destinies, out here on assignment to kill people who are going to be very powerful later on in life in their time. So they out here on assignment. And you better know it. And you better teach your kids how to pray to be able to handle the weight of their assignment, whatever that may be. Prayer is not just some uh, 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 thing that's nothing. Prayer is you're going to need it to get you through and to get you some, and to protect what you got going on, which, where you're going, and protect how you're going, or to protect whatever you may have to face or go through. And I have to remind myself that as an adult person that you better pray, because prayer out here ain't no joke. You need prayer. Prayer is a is a, a is a powerful tool, and especially when you got these demons running around trying to steal destinations. They came in there to steal those babies' destinations, and those two teachers. But what I believe and don't quite sometimes understand is that God knows everything that's going to happen. And that when the enemy, what the enemy means for bad, God means for good. And God will use their lives to encourage somebody to begin to pick up their spiritual weapons. Because you are not out here warring with the natural. not against flesh and blood, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So when you see an evil person, when you see evil things being enacted, understand that's not just flesh and blood you're seeing there. Demonic entities can influence humans. So understand what you're warring up against in these streets. You're going to need prayer, and your kid's going to need it. 
because we are heading for some tough times if we don't turn around as a people and begin to see what's, what, what the real war is and put on our uh put on our spiritual uh our spiritual minds and our spiritual outfits and that's it that's your that's your, it's a word, I guess, today, is that you war not against flesh and blood. Your war isn't with flesh. It's not. It's, it's, it, it is, there are, there are things out here, you know, there's a, one of my favorite, favorite stories in the Bible. Y'all know I love to tell Bible stories, even though I cuss like say <laughs> I still love God in the Word, though. But one of my favorite scriptures, I mean, the stories in the Bible, is the story of Job. <laughs> and uh, there is this story It's not the story actual, The actual story of Job But it's the story of when Satan God calls Satan Satan is in the heavenlies walking, you know, And he calls Satan up to the throne you know, And he says Satan where are you at And Satan says I'm going back and forth Throughout the earth seeking whom I may devour <laughs> He says that to God He says I am going to and from. I'm going. That, I'm going back and forth looking for your, looking for who to take out today. And you know, God says a strange thing, and it's one of the strangest things in the Bible. That to this day, even the story of Job. There's, I've been, I've heard always so many explanations for Job, so many things, and it still is one of the most baffling moments in the Bible. But I'm, I kind of understand it, but sometimes. I'm like, God, why? And God says to him, have you considered my servant Job? God says to Satan, he says, hey, hey, since you're out here seeking whom you may devour, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan says to him, oh, you got a hedge of protection around him. <laughs> you're not going to let us get to him. And if you do let us get to him, He'll probably curse you. And God's like, hmm, no, he won't. <laughs> and God takes the hedge off, but yet it's on. And Satan comes in there and does destruction to Job's family, to Job's livelihood. So much to the point in the story, his wife says, you ought to curse God and die. This is how bad. This is how bad it's gotten. This is how bad. But Job... Like nah, I'm gonna stay with God. And the Bible says that God restores back to Job a hundredfold what he lost. But you're always saying to yourself, God, he's still lost. It is one of the most powerful crazy stories in the Bible, but. The most powerful two things, three things, is that God, Satan says what he's doing throughout the earth. I'm devouring people. And God says, as you consider my servant, Job. So God asked him to consider somebody to devour. And he says, well, you won't let us 
have him. He's got all this protection around him. He'll curse you. And he says, no, he won't. And God takes off some of that protection. And he still refuses after all. And you can read the story of Job. It's it's one of the most tragic stories in the Bible, like what happens to Job. But Job refuses to curse God. It's the craziest story. But Job, to me, is a picture of spiritual defense. When everything comes upon you, you lose your family. He had lost his children. The Bible says he lost his children in one swipe. He lost so many things. I look at Job's story and I'd be like, "Woo!" Yet, he refused to curse God. And he had his spiritual defense to be up under the love of protection of God, even when the world is going crazy, even when everything around you seems to be going nuts and it don't make no sense, and you're like, God, what is going on? Where you at? Hey, yo, oh, God, I don't get it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to trust when it doesn't make sense if you're a person of faith. And sometimes that is the greatest spiritual, one of the greatest spiritual weapons we can have because the spirit world is very different from the natural. It dictates to the natural. And I look at this moment for some of those parents, some of these parents and these families are having Job moments, a Job moment, where they took their baby to school and only to come a few hours later and find out your baby's gone. And some people will lose faith, but some will cling to it. And it's hard. I can understand either way. But all I could think in those moments for those parents is like, have you God saying, have you considered? And they're going through some of the most painful moments that anyone can ever go through. And to start talking about gun control and not gun control, the NRA and all that, it just seems stupid. It really does. Because the only way that monster could have been stopped is either through the spirit realm or Gun laws won't stop it. There are gun laws on some of these places all over the world, and and it doesn't stop murders. We can deter certain things, 
but you can't stop when people are determined to do evil, man, the only thing you can stop, you better have spiritual. When you see something breaking up in the spiritual realm, when you see something breaking up in the natural, you can best believe it had been prayed through in the spiritual. Somebody somewhere is praying and stopping some event happening in the world. People who pray are the salt of the earth. They preserve the earth. Prayers all over are preserving the earth right now. I think about my life. I think about how much has a teenage girl, a young girl, I don't know, has a woman. I've been walking around, and I'd be, like, sometimes oblivious to danger. And there's somebody somewhere was saying, I was praying for you. <laughs> and it probably stopped certain things. Somebody protected destination. Prayers are powerful. The spirit realm is powerful. And the only way that you're going to deal with these devils is when situations come like this is to put your head down, get on your knees, and pray. Hopefully in Uvalde, Texas, they have a prayer revival because those are the defenses you need to fight against these demonic entities and principalities that's getting ready to run, try to run rampant up in this joint. And the only way you stop them is with spiritual weapons. And um, that's it. Prayers for the family who lost their babies and the, lost their, uh, somebody lost their, their daughter, their sister, brother, auntie, mama. Prayers. All right. So I know we we toss around prayer today <laughs> like it ain't nothing. We toss around prayer, and pray, but prayer, real prayer, intercessory prayer is for oh, it's powerful. Okay. All right. So you guys, when I get through, we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about next? Time to go to the ratchet. <laughs> That's a, it's a word for today. <laughs> now when we get back, we're going to talk about this great opinion piece I saw in Newsweek this week. Interesting because we have Davos going on. <laughs> and it's, they said the left didn't eat the rich. The rich ate the left. Ooh, so this is an interesting uh, opinion piece I saw. And I thought, this is such a, it's such a true statement. And we're going to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter and how Twitter might be over uh, over evaluated at forty four billion dollars. I thought so anyway from the first from the beginning. I mean, I was like forty four billion dollars. You're trying to overcharge him for Twitter. And uh, we're gonna talk to uh, talk about some celebrity news. Swiss Beats comes from Joe Budden for talking about Alicia Keys' background singers basically kicked their ass on Diary. <laughs> Nicole, has, we have, 
we have talked about Taylor Nicole a lot here at this podcast, okay? So when I get back, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Meanwhile, since it is, uh, what is it? This is Memorial Day weekend. we got to start off with some fun, you know, songs that you might hear at the barbecue. I want to start some old school fun songs. How about we go with the uh, old one from Rupert Holmes? Okay, I'm corny. I'm corny. I like a good corny 80s soft rock jam, okay? Let's start off with Peter Collada. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. In the dunes 
That's Anthony David with Sitting Game, one of my favorites from Anthony David. A little old school. It's pretty old. And then before that, Pina Colada, Rupert Holmes. I love that song. Pina Colada is one of my favorite songs. I love, I tell y'all all the time how I love a good corny soft rock song. I'm, I love soft rock from the 80s. <laughs> one, of, <coughs> excuse me, one of my playlists. Favorite thing songs on my on on my I mean like uh corny um songs is the Rupert Holmes song. I love that song. I love uh Jack Wagner stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna play some Jack Wagner on here one day. Oh my god. And then, you know, what's the song from uh Arthur? Oh my god, one of my favorite songs is a theme song from Arthur. When you get caught between the moon and New York City, I still listen to that like it came out today. Okay, I love that song. So I love corny '80s soft rock. That's like my bomb. You want to? That's 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 gets to my heart. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> All right, it's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and we are back. We are doing the news. It is time for hot topics. Okay, I don't know where to start off. Okay, this this week I saw a great opinion piece because this week we've been um, the Davos conference has been going on. Uh, and we talked about the corny clowns, the, some of the clowns that are at Davos who are elites, <laughs> and some of the crazy stuff and ideals that come out of there. Okay, we're gonna have a couple of stories from there. I'm eating in y'all ear. I'm eating. I'm eating. I'm sorry. I'm eating. Y'all know how this show is messy. If you're new to this show, it's messy. Okay, it's messy. It's messy as hell. I'll be eating and drinking. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you this week. So this guy wrote a great piece in Newsweek. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, let me see. Is it here? Uh, let me see. Uh, let me look at that. Look it up. I want to make sure I get the right person who wrote this piece. But it's such a great opinion piece. And I thought to myself, my God, he's thinking. Um it was from Newsweek, and it is, I'm trying to pull this up here. Where are you at? <laughs> uh, okay. It says, the left didn't eat the rich. The rich ate the left. Oh, my God. And this is a, a article by Raheem Kassam. Very good. Uh, he says, on September 11, 2000, the S1 Alliance, comprised of Australia's Democratic Socialist Party, the International Socialist Organization, the Socialist Alternative, the Workers' Power, and an assortment of other socialist, environmentalist, and anarchist groups participated in one of the largest ever protests against the World Economic Forum. Over the course of a few days, over 10,000 people overwhelmingly from the political left descended on the Crown Towers and the surrounding areas where Klaus Schwab's World Economic um, Forum, WEF, was hosting its Asia-Pacific Economic Summit. Though the alliance started uh, stated goal to stop the conference in totality was never realized, activists took solace from large turnouts. The police confrontations that highlighted the state's defense of corporate attendees and a large-scale public awareness campaign that ensued as a result of their direct action. 
On the back of the recent protests in London, Seattle, and Melbourne, the self-proclaimed anti-globalization movement had its wind at its back. Interestingly, the far-left S11 alliance sounded somewhat similar back when the home pages of the National Pulse, where I now serve as editor-in-chief, uh, Brett Bart are human events today. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, most, much of the conservative media was more concerned with defending corporate interests and selling the much-hated crusties. In the years preceding, the left has become far less robust in its critique of corporate greed, and most yesteryear crusties now take a fairly pro-globalization position. Curious that. When the people shall have no more to eat, they shall eat the rich, goes the old Rosaya, Ros- I don't know if I'm saying that name, Rosaya quote, truncated for the placards of the dreadlocked white boys from the early 2000s. Instead, it was the left that got eaten by the rich, who between 9-11 and the Great Recession caught populist left politicians licking their lips and sharpening their knives. Very quickly, though, corporate social responsibility took center stage. Oh, I love how he puts, he eases that in there. Corporate responsibility took center stage. Now, watch this. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, soon after, there were pride flags on every brand's logo. This year, there was uh, humili- humiliatingly it showing of dozens of left-wing protesters at the WEF's Davos Forum. Take Nandor Tenzakos, for instance. Tenzakos was one of the uh, one of such aforementioned dreadlock white boys elected to the New Zealand Parliament in 1999 and caught up in the violence between the police protesters outside the WEF event in Melbourne. By 2008, Tenzakos and I'm saying his name wrong, I think, Tonkzos, was given his final address to Parliament, wherein his tone has shifted shifted significantly from his kale salad days. I came to Parliament thinking all of you were a bunch of bastards, and I was wrong. There are many good people here. The very notion that all politicians are dishonest is misconceived. Two years after this, even the dreads were gone. Perhaps this was growing up, although the former New Zealand's MPs watched smashing antics declaring himself independent of time would suggest otherwise. In reality, it was a pure defeat or perhaps ideological capture. Um, it says the Australian Democratic Socialist Party and Resistance are no more. They are liquidated into the Socialist Alliance in the late 2000s, an organization that today would be lucky to have more than 100 real members nationally. The International Social Organization claimed to have recruited at least 50 people at S11, but shortly afterwards went into rapid decline, losing a large chunk of its membership in the period of anti-war movement from 2001 to 2003. Today, its remnants are a part of Solidarity, a group with an active membership of no more than 50. The picture is similar with anarchist environmentalists, activist student collectors, the Greens have long since turned away from serious involvement in radical street protests and today present themselves mainly as a respectable parliamentary alternative for progressive white-collar professions. So what happened to the chance of that day? Our world is not for sale. or the people united will never be defeated. Well, as far as its own emissions make clear, the left has failed to remain united. More importantly, the left decided that the world was in fact for sale, with great corporate greed came great corporate largest. 
which meant a reprieve from those willing to pipe down and cash for those willing to become complicit in corporate globalism. Okay, now, I want you guys to read <coughs> the rest of this article on your own. It's in Newsweek, very good uh, art, uh, article. He begins to talk about, uh, like, a, a little bit, so just so I've read most of the article to you, but there's a lot more left where he talks about Alexander Cortez and at the Met Gala and stuff like that. And what we're seeing I've always said it's the switching of the parties again because the the Republicans are starting to sound more populist, <laughs> the conservatives are, and the Democrats who have now, like he said, been eating when he said corporate social responsibility. And he said the next year you saw pride logos everywhere because what's happened is corporation, the way the corporations have decided to pipe down the anger against them and stuff was to go after, was to eat up the left, <laughs> to eat up the populist movement, to start saying, hey, we're going to be more corporate responsible. We're going to recognize gay pride. We're going to pretend to recognize diversity. We're going to talk diversity, but we're really never going to do nothing about it. <laughs> and we will control the left. And we will control their message. And now, I, I mean, and now you have, um, strangely enough, oddly enough, you have Fox sounding more like a populist. <laughs> it's always happened throughout history, right? It's always happened. And this was at the turn with the Green Party. We we saw the Green Party, I mean, not the Green Party, excuse me, the um, the rise of the Tea Party, because the Tea Party was like the, supposed to be that throwback to real um, Republican, Lincoln Republican, conservatives and stuff like that, and you begin to see this populist sound and shift out of the conservative list. And now uh, not so much a baby in corporations, right? So it's a very interesting turn of events that have happened. This is a great article. I love it. And he's saying at the end of this article, which I really love, he's saying, uh, and I'm going to just read this part. He says, uh, if the right really wants to rein in Western oligarchs, it must learn the right lessons from the populist left failures and refuse to be bought off with political donations. California mes mansions and government grants. Hmm. Who did we just read about with that? <laughs> the anti-globalization fight is now the right to lose. If we fail, corporate global leadership and Swab's own words wins. Whoa. Oh, wow. Very powerful. Uh, I love this article. Great article out of Newsweek. Raheem Kassim is the editor of the National Pulse, a Lincoln Fellow at the Claremont Institute, and a senior fellow at the Bow Group in London. Very good. And I said this. Remember when, uh, you know, remember WikiLeaks refused to, at one point, you think about Snowden and WikiLeaks. These were all things that the left once championed. Yes. I mean, my popcorn is talking to you guys. <laughs> but these were all things that the left, they used to love WikiLeaks. But the minute WikiLeaks was fair game, the minute that Julian Assange decided to release shit on Hillary Clinton, <gasps> well, the left, not only the left, but the left corporations got pissed. 
and suddenly WikiLeaks wasn't the shit no more. Same thing with um, us, Tim Snowden. Snowden, they used to, they were for Snowden. Now they literally ignore Snowden. Poor, poor Snowden is left over there in Russia. Well, he's going to be home. He blew the whistle, what the left used to be for. He blew the whistle on NSA and breaking the laws, the government breaking the laws. You haven't heard of people out of the left. <laughs> Actually, he was for Snowden were far-right Tea Partiers. It's very interesting. Our far, far left, far, far left, um, uh, 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 people. So it's very interesting the time we're in. It reminds me of a Boondocks episode <laughs> when what's his name was the runner. What's the, when the actual creator guy was the runner. Uh, uh, I forget the guy's name. Brilliant guy. But there was a Boondocks. I think he was the runner, Aaron Magruder at this time. I think Aaron, because you can always tell when Aaron Magruder was the runner because it was more edgy. <laughs> but there is this part, you know, Uncle Ruckus, You know, we know who the character Uncle Ruckus is, sort of like a, what we would consider like a Larry Elder today <laughs> or a Candace Owen. Like, right, and listen, Larry Elders and Candace Owen. Sometimes they're not all the way right in their, they're not all the way wrong in their thought. It's their, uh, how they approach things and they say things. They can sound like a white supremacist, certain things, right? But Uncle Ruckus was like that, right? In the, in the, in, if you've ever seen the Boondocks, he's, he's an extreme version of what we like to brand Candace Owens. Not saying they're like that, but what we like to brand Candace Owens and Larry Elders in today, okay? So, <coughs> so, in this episode, there is this part, I think it's Obama is getting ready to win or something like that. I cannot remember the exact episode. But suddenly, you know, uh, Huey, who is the Malcolm X of the bunch, Huey, he's not happy <laughs> about what's happening to America, and neither is Uncle Ruckus. And together, Huey and Uncle Ruckus are sitting on the steps together. Huey, who is a Malcolm X. And Uncle Ruckus, who is considered like a total sellout, and they're about to move out of the country together, <laughs> but for two very different reasons. And Huey is looking like, oh, like he's considering the fact that he's sitting here with Uncle Ruckus. Because they are fine. Listen, this same thing happened. If you ever read about Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton, find out who he partnered with when he was trying to get things done. That's what made Fred Hampton so powerful. He went to people who were considered not friends of the black community, but he knew had the same goals and same enemies in mind, said, let's come together for this particular thing because we know we got to stop this particular energy. We can agree on stopping this energy together, and then we can continue our fighting with each other. Very powerful. Fred Hampton went to the reddest, what people would consider red, redneck territory, bringing people in together. That's what made him so dangerous, and he was a young guy. Genius, kind of. 
she realized there were certain things that they could uh, agree on that was happening in America that would affect them as a, every this this whole group that disagree mostly with each other but have the same interest to keep America. We gotta keep America standing. Then we can proceed to deal with our business, but we gotta keep it standing. So this is, it, it reminds me, this article of what he's saying kind of reminds me, it put me in the mind of that old uncle that the left, the right is now starting to sound more populist. That old article, I mean that old uh, boondocks, and if anybody gets a chance to see that, I think it's when Barack around the run time, Barack Obama was running, and Huey was not excited about it. And there's a good reason why. And it's interesting because Uncle Ruckus isn't either, but it's for far different reasons than Huey. But they come together to consider moving out the country. Very hilarious bulldogs. Aaron Magruder is a genius in that way. In that way, to be. But um, yeah. So, uh, but I just thought about that. So this article, please check it out. Newsweek, um, Davos. The left didn't eat the eat the rich. The rich ate the left. Very good. Very good. Um, man, where else do we need to talk about? Okay. I want to talk about, I'm going to say the, I'm going to try to talk about after the break about how at Davos they're talking about your, you, get, you taking your own, they've, they've lost their minds. <laughs> we knew they lost their minds when they were telling us we will be happy and own nothing. <laughs> now, they're wanting you to track your carbon footprint. <laughs> I'm like, nah, you first, bitches. <laughs> goodness we're going to talk about that but we're not going to talk about that right now let's talk about uh elon musk okay elon musk oh they have been on elon musk ask okay elon musk is not playing with the rich guys he's not playing you're not playing with us like you're supposed to be playing with us <laughs> you're stirring up trouble remember in the watchmen who was the turncoat in The Watchmen? Have you ever seen The Watchmen? The movies, a lot of people think The Watchmen is like kind of like an Illuminati cartoon or whatever, and the superheroes are kind of like the Illuminati. And in The Watchmen, one of the superheroes who's enlightened, he's actually not for the superheroes, right? He's actually a rogue, right? I forget which one of The Watchmen he was. But that's Elon Musk. <laughs> he's the rogue of the elite. <laughs> He is one of the superheroes, but he's still what? He's a rogue. <laughs> and he doesn't kind of care for what they're doing. <laughs> so Elon Musk will either pay far less for Twitter or use fake accounts as an excuse to walk away, experts say. I mean, they're giving Elon Musk shit. They overvalue Twitter because they didn't think he would buy it, and he still wouldn't buy it. But now they're giving him hell on all kind of other fronts. Now, this is from MSN.com. It says, Elon Musk continues to delay his $44 billion Twitter deal over the number of bots on the platform. Can you blame him? See, a real businessman gets to the real shit. And you know what? It's a lot of bots because here's the thing. I'm noticing more and more, and I don't have to be honest about this, more celebrity trends that I'm like, I know nobody ain't talking about their ass like that. Every day there's a celebrity, certain celebrities trending. And it's funny as hell. I'm like, did they pay for that today? How, what they, are there bots on there talking about them? How the hell is this? <laughs> it's weird. I've been noticing it. 
So I don't blame him for that. It says the founder of social media app MeWe told Insider $23 billion is a fairer price to pay. A Wed Bush analyst said Musk has two options, renegotiate it or use it as an excuse to pull the plug. Elon Musk's $44 billion Twitter acquisition continues to hang in the balance after the Starlink and the Tesla CEO put the deal on hold pending confirmation of the number of bots on the platform. That's a fair assessment because if you are claiming that there are these are all people who are members of Twitter and you got a bunch of fucking robots out here, well, then your shit ain't worth as much as you we think. Right? It says, Elon Musk, uh, they said last weekend his rhetoric intensified, first calling Twitter's lack of clarity on how the company calculated the 5% box figure very suspicious. He then agreed with a comment suggesting that if 25% of users on Twitter were bots, the deal to buy the platform would cost 25% less, which would knock a potential $11 billion off the sale price. It has scrutiny of must mount. <clears throat> Excuse me, and his other companies lose value. The billionaire is under pressure to make a decision on the takeover. See how they're, they're trying to pressure him financially. See, this is see, this is the kind of bullshit we live in. When you trying to go against the grain, these motherfuckers come in and try to fuck with your money. They try to do all kind of shit because he don't want to fuck with them and they crew all the way. He's a part of their crew, but he don't really want to fuck with them like that. He don't like some of the shit they doing. Not to say he's all great, but he don't like some of the shit. He's like, y'all kind of crazy. And now they fucking trying to fuck with his company. Hmm. At first, they weren't fucking with it. <laughs> but it says, has scrutiny of uh, Musk and, and other companies lose value. The billionaire is under pressure to make an adult decision to take over before his net worth declines even more. Experts say he has two options, renegotiate the deal or walk away entirely. How many bots are on Twitter? Twitter's official estimate is less than 5%. <laughs> I doubt that. Uh, of its 229 million monetizable daily active users are automated bots. That differs from research by Dan Bromley, CEO of the Israeli tech company Cyabrea, who gave routers an estimate of 13.7%. Musk himself told uh, the All In podcast he thinks the numbers are at least 20%. I agree with Musk. I do. You talk to a lot of the disease and the younger millennials, they don't even really pay attention to Twitter sometimes. <laughs> I, 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 I actually do believe Twitter is overvalued, way overvalued. I actually believe Elon Musk. Let me tell you the truth. I don't think I, I don't think Twitter is worth forty four billion dollars. I actually think you really the truth of the matter. <laughs> I think they try to give you that number to stop you from buying it. But the truth of the matter, I think Twitter is probably worth about a good ten or fifteen. I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> and that Elon Musk buying it might make it jump because a lot of people will feel freer to come back to Twitter and be in having open discussions and stuff like that. But Twitter has it is. No, I don't believe that. And so very interesting article here. Um, but it says, but most experts have argued it's very difficult to quantify the number of bots on Twitter. No, it's not. Then if it's very difficult, if something like that is very difficult for a businessman 
to find out, then it's very difficult to know the value of your company because you're boasting of having so many members, and you telling me I can't fucking find out who's real and who's not? And you want me to buy this shit for $44 billion? What if I'm buying about a bunch of ass bots? And ain't nobody as many, nearly half of the people you say on your platform is not on your platform. How can you not find out? That's crazy. And it says, uh, but most experts, uh, they said, uh, Bots on Twitter, Keychain, Yang, Filipino Mercer have arguing in the conversation that the definition of a bot is disputed and that the argument misses the point because it ignores different user experiences. Now, here's the interesting thing. They were quick to use the bot thing against ADOS, okay, saying it wasn't real. And now it's about the experience of the user. If you're a bot, you may be having a certain type of experience. No, fuck that. If they a bot, it's not real. Like you told ADOS when you was trying to say ADOS was full of bots, but they weren't. It was real people. So it says Mark Weinstein, founder of MeWe, a freemium social networking app with 20 million users, told Insider the advertisers give Twitter money on the basis that they are marketing to humans. If millions of users are actually bots, then Twitter would be worth less, he said. If not, if it was proven that 25% of the users were actually bots, then advertisers would demand a lower rate if Twitter was unable to filter them out, Weinstein said. I totally agree, and I believe it's a lot of bots. <laughs> Listen, people may buy followers, and yet a lot of them are probably bots too, allegedly. Allegedly, people out here buying followers in these streets, okay? They, so what are they, what are, who are these um, uh, anonymous followers uh, uh, um, you buy. You know how I many celebrities they say buy followers? Everybody probably got some bot followers. Crazy. Okay? So, Elon Musk, I totally think you deserve a discount. A discount more than 25%. I'm going 30 to 40. That's what I'm saying for you. I'm saying it's less than, I'm going to tell you, it's probably going to be, the numbers are going to be with. If they really do a real serious thing on Twitter, you're probably going to get that stuff for cheap. <laughs> that's what I'm just, that's just what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to be quit snacking in y'all. I know y'all like, Carlotta, will you quit snack? Will you quit eating popcorn and drinking strawberry daiquiris in our uh, our hands? <laughs> it's a messy show. I'm so messy. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm stopping. Okay, let's go to the other news. The Swiss beats, are we going to talk about Swiss beats yet? Swiss, Swiss, Swiss coming for, what's Swiss? Swiss coming for Joe Button for for telling the truth? <laughs> Defend your wife, Swiss. I get it. <laughs> Music producer Swiss Beats, according to RhymesWithSnitch.com, checks Joe Budden for talking smack about his wife, Alicia Keys. It all started after Joe argued Alicia got cooked by her background singers on her single, Diary. And this is what he said. He says, Alicia Keys really got cooked on Diary. Low key, LOL. The Swiss Beats, King, knock it all the way off. Let's not do this. Never, I never forget into your zones. Leave my wife out of everything but greatness. <laughs> Please. Oh, he's so cute. 
her song, she, she sing that shit better than her ever could. I was like, God damn, she, that girl was saying. Mm-hmm. That big boy he got, is he got a big boy. I forget the big boy. That big boy is bad. My grandparents know the big boy because I think he sing gospel or something like that. My grandparents knew him or something like that. Bad. The little, and the, 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 the smaller one, he, he's bad too. Out in the, and Anthony Hamilton's good. But they will fuck with Anthony Hamilton. They, like, they, 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 they supposed to. That's why he go off stage and let them sing. He's like, shit, they good. <laughs> Your background singers are supposed to be good. They can be better than you. Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I know where I'm getting ready to go. No, Mary, don't feel bad. Mary got a lot of soul, okay? Let's... Okay, y'all know it ain't always been. Mary ain't always been on tune in these streets. And I love me some Mary J. Blige, okay? Especially back in the early days. Back in the early days, I used to go to Mary J. concerts. And sometimes I thought her ass was drunk on stage. But back in the early days, back in the real love days, when it wasn't so hot. <laughs> now she's a, she's great on stage. It's, she's come a long ass way. But them background singers are every fucking thing. When Mary gets off, they there. That's what good ass background singers supposed to do. Swiss, shut your ass up. He can talk about your wife getting cooked by our background singers, because she do, and it is not low-key. It was obvious. <laughs> okay, shut your ass up. You kn- Shut your ass up and stick to the beat. He is exactly right. Joe, you were right. And it's okay, because a lot of background singers can out-sing the fucking lead singer. Facts. If I have background singers, I have them all dope and better than me. Because they help. A great background singer will help your ass, okay? Now, that we just settled that. It wasn't low-key. He said low-key. He was not low-key, LOL. No, not low-key. It was obvious. We should know that. At least probably tell you that. Yeah, they cooked my ass. That, listen, Alicia Keys was doing that old school, uh, Sound when she came out, when she started doing it, she's born laughing at that, 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 and a lot of that you don't know my name. There's something back. It's some background singer selling that's for selling the fuck out of that. Some them songs, they singing they asses off. Okay, I mean because they giving her, they helping her, they giving her strength. Cause she don't really get, she got that sound, but she don't really, she not really, she not strong enough for that sound. But it helps her because they come through and help her give her that sound. But she's talented. She's far more talented in other aspects. As a songwriter and a piano player, she's classical. She classically trained and stuff like that. So she's a musician, I believe, first more than a vocalist. I mean, a music vocalists are musicians, but she's more of a, a instrumental. Uh, I mean, a music a, a instrument voc. I mean, you know, an instrument musician. Even though your voice is an instrument. But that's it's greater her her instrument her using instruments and stuff is greater to me than her vocals. Okay, so hey, I said what I said, and I would say it to Alicia Keys. I say, Alicia, you play that damn piano better than you sing, and you write better than you sing. I'm not saying that you can't sing; you can sing. I'm just saying that you more that the part of the allure of Alicia Keys is that she's classically trained and she's a great songwriter. I mean, the Beatles couldn't 
they sounded okay, <laughs> but they could write their asses off, okay? Shit, they could write a damn song. I'll tell you to ask Michael Jackson. I ain't worried about that cow. <laughs> Let me stop. Everybody need to talk about Kayla Nicole. Kayla Nicole, are you back on a, as a topic on this show? <laughs> Somebody in Kansas City tell Kayla Nicole I want to talk to her. I want to have an interview to find out if this shit is true. Kayla Nicole, hit me up. As if this shit is true, I don't even know what to say. I don't believe this story that I'm about to read. I, I will say I do not believe it. I don't believe Kayla Nicole. With that body, adi, 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 adi that she got, okay, is out in these streets paying for her own trip. Now, in some senses, I, I'm not going to be surprised by it if she is, though. And I'm going to have a long dissertation about why I'm not surprised. <laughs> but apparently they're saying Travis Kelsey allegedly, is cheap. I don't believe this story, but I'm going to read it. <laughs> allegedly out in these streets, Travis Kelsey and Kayla Nicole, now we know that's the white guy who's a tight end who kind of acts, you know, he kind of has a, a lot of, you know, he kind of acts a lot of, he acts like, you know, he's been around a lot of bad people. He kind of like, what's his name? When y'all say, uh, what's that man? What's his name? What's the man's name? What's the, the big actor's name who loves black women? What's his name? What's that actor's name? What's his name? I forget that actor's name. But he kind of like him. If you see him with a white woman, he's probably holding her for the police. <laughs> or allegedly, been allegedly cheating with white women. Now, if he is... Going to marry a white woman. White woman always expected to be a black chick somewhere on the side because he he really like him. He got a taste. He got a taste. Sus. He got a taste. White woman. White woman. Travis Kelsey. If you if Travis Kelsey tricks you into marrying them white women, you looking for the black woman on the side. <laughs> okay, I kid. I kid. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about it. According to BarstoolSports.com, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, allegedly broke up with him because he kept making her pay half of everything in the five years they were dating. They dated for five years, and throughout those years, Kayla got only a hundred That's not right. I don't believe this. I'm going to tell you right now I don't believe this. I don't believe that girl got a hundred dollars. She had damn food. She got a hundred dollars. I don't believe she got a hundred. Kayla, you didn't get no. Kayla, somebody tell Kayla, get Kayla Nicole for me. She did not get no hundred. Kayla Nicole got only a hundred dollars from Travis. So do the math and get how much he gave her each month. <laughs> Travis Kelsey was given three dollars and seventy cents each month, and it's not. You know, it's probably less than that because I hear it was seven years they've been together. Kayla had complained before about not getting expensive gifts. <gasps> what? Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Kayla, he's not. You are not letting him. This is, wait a minute, hold on. If this story 
say it's true. This is worse than the chick that allegedly was messing around with uh, back in the day where uh, when Michael Jordan and them was big and she was messing with uh, what's what's the Scottie Pippen allegedly and she sued Scottie Pippen. Remember the story we told on here? This old school, old school, uh, a groupie mama allegedly <laughs> sued Scottie Pippen for payments. Like he, she was paying her own way and stuff to the games and shit and sleeping with him. And he kept talking, about, "I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you back." And he never paid her back. <laughs> She came a hundred years later trying to collect. <laughs> this is bad, Kayla. This is like that story, okay? Kayla Nicole caused the internet to go nuts when she went on IG Live to ask how many women were able to afford designer bags and G wagons. She claims, "What? Wait a minute. I she went on IG Live. This is this article. I don't know. Wait a minute." She claimed that she was forced to buy her clothes at Zara because she had bills to pay. <sighs> what? What? Oh my God! No! 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 Kayla! 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 With all that body, yadi 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 yadi. Girl, you better come. Kay- oh my lord! Oh my lord! Oh my lord! Was you giving him coochie? You better not have been giving him no coochie. Not even, even if you was grinding. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Oh, my. Let me read, finish reading this one. People thought it was odd because her boyfriend is Travis Kelsey, who isn't hurting for money. <sighs> Real sad development on the battlefield of love has Travis Kelsey and his longtime girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, appear to be no longer a couple. I think this is like the fifth time they've broken up. But this one may be very well a final straw, and it should be if his ass has been giving you a hundred, is only giving you a hundred dollars, and <laughs> you've had to pay for half of everything. All of their pictures on IG together have been taken down. The real story here is why this happened. According to rumors, that doesn't have anything to do with cheating, but more with Travis Kelsey has a cheap bastard allegedly. In the past five years they dated, he apparently made Kayla Nicole split every bill, dinner, trip, etc. Oh, my God, this can't be true. Oh, my God. What, this was, what the fuck? Are we sick? I'm having, as I'm reading this story, I'm, I'm, I feel like I was like, this can't be true. I do not, I do not believe this. Ugh. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to take a break. I'm gonna have to take a break because I got so much to say. It's because break time is coming. I can't. I can't say enough what I got to say. Oh, this is crazy. No, sus was not sus. Oh, I'm K- Kayla Nicole. The real story is why this happened. Okay, I already read that part. The intention was for her to prove she wasn't just in it for the money and actually liked him. Oh, this motherfucker playing them kind of games. Kayla Nicole, baby. This is what happens to sometimes black women. And let me tell you this, because we get taught differently. I, I'm telling you, when I was in college, back in my younger year, I was around a lot of w, white women. And some, they, they played games. They played it very different from us. I've talked about it on here. Okay? Listen, a lot of times, I ain't saying all white women. I'm saying a lot of y'all. 
but a lot, sometimes they be investing in these ball players and stuff. They be letting them drive their cars and stuff. Black women be like, what the fuck? Why you letting them drive your car? What the fuck you do? Because these bitches was invest. Them was investments from their daddies <laughs> to bring that money back to the fold. They, there was no guilt, no shame in it, okay? They play the game way differently. And don't feel good. And even when they wealthy, they play the game different. <laughs> we taught talk to be good girls. Be nice. Don't ask. You're you not supposed to ask. No, Kayla Nicole, this motherfucker's a millionaire. Ain't no fucking way you traveling. And he talking about, uh, baby, let's go to the uh, uh, Hancock. Let's go to, uh, uh, what's the... What's the Turks and Caicos, Italy, whatever the fuck. And he telling you, you got to pay half to make me believe you love me. Fuck you. You about to get this good coochie and you going to make me pay half? Nah, please. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. We got to go on break. It's break time. I got to come back because this is so ridiculous of a story. I don't care. Somebody, whoever, Kayla Nicole's friend, Kayla Nicole, if you don't want to call, <laughs> if somebody know her friend, I fucking, I cannot believe the story. This could not be true. Cheap has, he better not have done that to that girl. That's beautiful. Wow. Beautiful but not smart. <sighs> I got to go to break. Oh, my God, this story is tragic. I, I cannot believe she was paying for half. Well, did you pay for half of that Louis Vuitton, that ridiculous Louis Vuitton? I think they were once dressed up like in a Louis Vuitton suit together and shit. <laughs> I got a few minutes. I got a few minutes. Let me finish. I still got time. My break thing ain't came on. I still got a moment. Let me finish. Love that mentality. Probably a really smart thing for most athletes to do, if we're being honest. No, it's no the fuck it's not. Nobody is paying to most athletes because they want to go to re- wild shit. Okay, if we just friends, fuck, yeah, we hanging out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll pay my way. When I've been just friends with people, you know, I'll tell you a story. Can I share my story? Can I share a story while I'm on here? Started dating a guy, right? Well, to them. However, I didn't trust it. I was like, kind of like, ooh, you know, I don't really. And he was like, he was in, he was going to, on a business trip, not too far away and stuff like that. Back in the day, wasn't it was a few hours, maybe six hours from where I lived and everything like that. He wanted to fly me out, but he wanted to control everything. So I was un, at that time. I was very funky. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, at least let me pay for your hotel room. And I was like, because you know what? Here's the thing. I wanted to control. If I, I'm, I'm not giving you no coochie. <laughs> I didn't. I hadn't known you that well yet. So I wanted to control the at my atmosphere, right? So I said, I'll pay my way down there. Got there. Right, because we were we had not been dating that long, okay. And he paid, I, I, he paid for a whole separate hotel room. I said, I will not stay with you. You got to pay me a, my whole. And it was a beautiful hotel. It was great. I mean, the, it was the shit was nice, okay. 
He paid for the food, everything. I went out, shopped. He paid, anything that I needed, he took care of. Okay, when I was gone, when he was in meetings, I was gone about on shopping. He 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 got it. He had it. Okay, I was like shit, <laughs> right? But I felt I still was funny. I was like, nah, you know, I, I because the thing was, I wanted to maintain certain things, principles that this is a getting to know each other stage. I know I'm dating you, but I'm not ready to cross that threshold with you, right yet, <laughs> right? And I want to control it. But I was young, <clears throat> and when I did, I, he did pay. For, for the hotel bill, other bills, and I put it my way to and from because I wanted to have my uh, plane ticket and shit in my name in case the motherfucker acted out. But this was before, like, the digital. It wasn't his digital as it is now. You know, you got the little stuff was paper and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want no motherfuckers having your plane ticket, your paper ticket, <laughs> right? So listen, though, that time you did that shit. Now today, if a motherfucker called me up and said, if Lenny Kravitz said to me tonight, I got single on these streets, y'all know how I do, and Lenny called me up and said, Lenny said, text me and said, hey, <laughs> I need you to come with me <laughs> out of the country. We going to go wherever you want to go. Okay? I'm like, shit, hell yeah, Lenny, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. When you sending me my shit in my name and stuff, because you can digitally send that shit and send me the hotel I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm there, Lenny. But if Lenny wrote me back and said, no, nah, you got to pay for half of this shit to prove you love me, fuck you. No, Lenny. Fuck you and fuck your trip. I can stay here. Damn that. I ain't trying to be your friend. <laughs> you know what that is, Lenny. <laughs> Kayla, you knew... What you, I know you was giving up coochie. If you was not giving up coochie, I'd be shocked. Okay? You've been the man seven, what, seven years, and he's been making you pay half, and you've been giving him kitty cat and probably doing flips. <laughs> Surfboarding. You're like, you're like, Carlotta, but you're making it sound like it's a transaction. Like she's a hoe. No, she's not. Hoes is temporary, okay? But you can learn something from hoes. Investment is important. <laughs> My time. Mariah Carey. Do you think Mariah Carey, player, player from the Himalayas, Mariah Carey, who got money, a fucking settlement from James Packer, said you wasted my damn time with this engagement. I'm keeping a ring, and I'm walking out of here with a check. She didn't even marry that man. She's getting you checks. Okay? Listen, allegedly. Your time is an invest. No, Travis Kelsey. Kayla, he was saying everything and then not saying nothing. I can't believe he didn't take you on no surprise vacations. No, Valentine's Day trips. No fucking, I mean, I can understand if he was a regular dude. Let me, hold on, hold on, chicks, hold on, because some of y'all out here, some of you bitches out here, like I saw this chick the other day, she going with a dude, probably ain't making a lot of money. He probably, he making, you know, he making okay money. He making okay cash, and she was mad because her ass was sitting in, um, she was mad because her ass was sitting in the coach, and he told her she thought she was supposed to be sitting in first class and shit like that. And I'm like, 
she probably don't make that much money. You want to date somebody like that, you better go find you a Rockefeller or something like that. Don't be embarrassing him all on the TV. You know, she's embarrassing him and stuff like that. Don't, dudes who don't got a lot, measure where you at and who you with. Like, measure. You know, if you ain't with uh, Denzel out here, you ain't with Travis Kills, you ain't with Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes been paying. I bet Patrick Mahomes been paying her way. You can believe that. You can believe that shit. <clears throat> However, if you with some dude out here and he got all he flossing and flexing Rolexes and flexing uh, Louis and all this stuff and he can't pay your way, he can't surprise you with no surprise vacation, no little birthday shopping spree. You better tell, you better, and you've been with him seven years, and he's still talking about you got to prove your love. You know he don't give a shit about you. He has never, ever planned to marry or be with you seriously. As a matter of fact, I would say that maybe he was taking you around for other reasons. I don't know. But this is a Sad, sad story. It says, chivalry, nope, not for Travis Kelsey. He may be telling her it's to prove she's not after the wallet, but deep down that man has no plans of running out of money. No, that's not what it is. He can't run out. If he play his cards right, spending Buying a nice trip for your girlfriend. You don't got to go to fucking, what is it, the Maldives? You ain't got to go there because I know that shit's expensive, but he could go there. You ain't got, this motherfucker make a lot of money, okay? He ain't going to run out of money spending a little cash on Kayla and Nicole. Spending, giving her $100. You don't, whoever wrote this fucking article, shut the fuck up. He's not going to run out of I'm not talking about spending astronomically on bitches. I'm not saying do something stupid. Like be buying, like some foods be buying, you know, Maybox and, and all that shit. I'm not saying that. But after five fucking years, after two years, this bitch, she, she should have not been shopping. She should, where was she shopping at again? <laughs> what? What? I can understand a little outfit from Fashion Nova, but if you want to go cheap, but motherfucker, you better be buying her every now and then a Louis bag or something. That ain't much out of your shit. A Chanel bag, that's not much. Get a Birkin bag, bitch, you probably get them for free. Cheap ass. Cheap. This is true. There is no running out of money. Who is saying he? If he ran out of money, ain't because he he, it's, he spent on more than one bitch. He spent on a lot of bitch. <laughs> Those men who run out of money because spending their own bitches, that's because they're trying to keep them all intact. you trying to keep one from telling the other, so you might be, you got to get some blackmail. You're you, you trying to keep your main one, and they threatening you. I'm going to tell that bitch you messing with you, been fucking with. and you were trying to keep her over here with 30000 Here's here, baby, here's fifty. You trying to floss with ten bitches, okay? But flossing with your main girl for seven years that you've been with, Dropping on her some surprise shit. That ain't even romantic. I be like, a cheap man is not romantic. That shit ain't romantic. Um, if he ain't, got, if he got money, if he's a mil- if he's a millionaire and he fucking is telling me I gotta pay for half of everything. What? <laughs> to prove 
prove your love for me. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get this. You want me to come on a full-ass trip with you. Okay, wait a minute. First of all, don't ask me on no full-ass trip if you ain't ready to invest. Okay, let's keep going out with each other. If you want me to prove my fucking love for you, then for a year or so, let's go out to, we ain't got to go no red carpet events. We ain't got to go none of that shit you do, your sports, your sports shit, none of that. None of it. We can sit at the Starbucks, talk, drink, and get to know each other. But the moment you start to integrate me into your fucking world, I don't have as much motherfucking money as you. So I got to look the part. I got to be the part, okay? It is work to be with Travis Kelsey's ass. Kayla, you should have been getting paid. I'm pissed at reading this story. This story is hard. Because she got body for that. You know how many. You know how many players, ballers out here, singers out here, actors out here, people who would have took you. But see, now you done talked a lot. See, now they kind of done got you. Now they done figured you out because you, you was talking. You should have been, and you, if you, with his cheap ass, you know what you should have been doing? Every time he was out, you should have been collecting motherfuckers' phone numbers. You should have been having, you should have a Rolodex of men that you can be like, bitch, I'm glad you gone. You, cause, but you didn't do that because you wouldn't have been with him that long. If this story is true, oh, my God, I can't believe this story is true. I, I don't even want to believe it. Because I can't believe nobody's that, 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 I don't believe nobody's that's not smart. I just don't believe, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe that, I don't believe that Caleb Nicole was playing for half their trips. I cannot believe this, girl. Really? And how they importing bags and shit? Bitch, I wouldn't even be able to, I wouldn't even be telling nobody I couldn't afford that. I'd be like, I got to pay bills. I wouldn't be saying nothing. Because that's embarrassing to him. <laughs> he could have been had bears, especially because she was a long-term girlfriend. That he was taking around with him to a lot of main events, so she was the main bitch because we didn't see no other bitches. We brought probably a whole bunch of other bitches. Right. But maybe she was the main dummy. I can't. I'm, I, like, seriously, like, I'm going on the red carpet. Uh, you better call up uh, your designer and your stylist people. And pay for this outfit here. <laughs> what? You want me to come where? Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. You want me to go on a three-day vacation with you? You better understand out here in these streets, I'm not paying for shit. <laughs> and I shouldn't have to. You asking me to come. Now, I understand some girls do put the bills sometimes for their plane tickets. Y'all be going out here. Just to screw these dudes. I think that's crazy as hell just for the experience. Screw that. Okay. And I understand investment dollars, okay, that some of you chicks invest in going to these events and shit like that so you can meet these high-value guys or you can meet a certain person and all that shit. I respect that. I ain't mad at that. But the moment that you got a serious relationship in the works, and this, he's talking about, well, you know what, that's game. I want you to prove your love to me. Yeah. Everywhere we go, you got to pay half. Well, we won't be going to many places. <laughs> you won't be out here by yourself. And you can get other chicks. Shit, if you can get these other bitches out here to pay this half of it, you won't be getting my ass. 
I can guarantee you that Travis Kelsey, damn that. This is a terrible story. <laughs> and I'm ranting on it because I don't want women to think this is a smart thing to do. And a lot of black women will think this is smart. Listen, because you won't raise the standard for yourself. And I bet because he, I don't want to say this, but a lot of times I remember seeing a story on YouTube, a white guy was saying how he wasn't shit. It was a white guy who was saying he wasn't shit. And a lot of times black women will, like, give him the extra mile because he's white, thinking he gonna, he's just, you know, he's going to be so great. Sometimes we have misconceptions of people in other races and stuff, and we tend to give them. I had a friend who had this issue. She wouldn't give. It was a black dude who was, like, he was dope. He was, he was, she never dated black guys. She was dating some bum-ass white men. Sorry, white men, but she was dating some bum-ass ones. And then trying to sell that shit off as good. Like, she was, they was better then. And this black guy who had it going on, he was nice. He he was, you know, he was, he was, he was bomb. You know, he was, he was managing this restaurant, big-time restaurant in Kansas City. I mean, he was fine. I was like, oh, my God. And she was, like, trying to diss him. And I was like, no, you're not. The nerve of you. The nerve. Them bum-ass white males you going with, and you trying to sit up here and th- take him through the 10th and 100 degrees? The nerve. Kayla, I bet you thought that because Travis Kelsey was, you probably thought, you probably liked that shit, but it wasn't cute if you was paying for half of your money. He fucking played you. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, you should be mad. You have wasted. They said 2017 she's been dating this boy. Three. What's that? That's eight years. Oh, hell no. You have wasted way too much time, uh, uh, Kayla Nicole, out here fucking with his ass, and he been having you pay half. I'll be ashamed. And I hope you ain't one of them black chicks that was making all the black men jump through who's like you was talking shit about Cam Newton a few weeks ago. Remember that shit you was talking? See, the man spirit going to love this shit. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. They're going to be on her ass. If this is a true story, they're going to be on your ass. You was talking all that shit to Cam Newton. Meanwhile, your ass was out here playing half and getting played by Travis Kelsey. This is a goddamn shit. I, don't, I'm, I can't. I'm done. I'm, I need to break. I got to go to break right now because I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to handle that this chick was paid. I'm probably going to rant about this for a little bit more. When I come back, because I'm so, this is crazy. This is not a true story. This can't be a true story. I, I refuse to believe this. <laughs> this is crazy. I, I, I need to calm down, because I just think it's really crazy. This is a girl not knowing her worth. My God. What are we going to go to? Take me to break. I gotta have some song. I don't know what I'm going to listen to. I, at this point, I'm, I mean, I'm in, I just can't. A hundred dollars. He ain't paid for no trip, and she probably turning out, like I said, she probably throwing Coochie Cat all over the place. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to play. I'm too, I don't understand this. I don't got ain't nothing going on with the rent. I need ain't nothing going on with the rent of. <laughs> what? I need that thug up. 
I gotta go find that slug on break. We gotta find that slug. Meanwhile, we're gonna listen to Smooth by Rob Thomas. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a minute, y'all. Man, oh my god.
Tony Braxton with You're Making Me High. One of my favorite songs from Tony Braxton. Listen, I got to find ain't nothing going on but the ring. I don't know what Gwen Guthrie. I got to find Gwen. You, you young girls need to hear Gwen Guthrie. We, we, we cannot be out here. I know y'all not out here. Serious millionaire. What was Travis Kelsey's contract? Let me pull up Travis. How much money is Travis Kelsey getting from the Chiefs? There's somebody I'm talking about. He's trying to save his money in this article. Uh-uh. And if some of y'all, listen, let me just say this. Whole transactions are for lack of intimacy. You pay to turn a trick with a hooker and, and, and have a lack of intimacy. And it's temporary. But relationships are about investment. And especially if it's somebody long-term, fellas, you pay for dinners. You pay on your level. With the level of the dude you with is the level of the dude you look for certain things from. The nice flowers on Valentine's Day. If you with somebody who, you know, he making decent money, he making a whole lot of money, he gets his nice flowers and candy. Even sometimes millionaires, you might just have a, you, you may just start, y'all might be freshly dating and stuff like that. He might be he might be really wealthy and for the first several months of the first year he's buying you flowers and some candy or some simple things. It's okay. But has that more and more this the relationship get goes up. Listen. What's the Bible what's the Bible say where he, where your heart is is where your treasures at and where your treasures at? <laughs> you will invest. You will invest in what you like. This bitch. If you're going with chicks, if you're going with somebody, okay, if you're going with uh, 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 Lenny and he don't provide no free tickets for the concert, and he's telling you got to pay for the concert, damn Lenny, now you got to pay for Now, I'm going to give you some of these concert tickets. <laughs> you, I'm going to give you some concert tickets, but you got to pay for the concert. Tell Lenny to kiss your ass, okay? Ain't no way. There is no way. You should be taking, you should be letting Lenny, Lenny, once you, Lenny's girlfriend, he parading you around here as his girlfriend, you better get some tickets for the concert. <laughs> other, other than that, he's playing you. He, he not interested. Huh? When men are interested, look, here's the deal, for real, serious. They give you some sort of hint. They give you some hint. Even, even. Even when a man, even if you with somebody, uh, listen, like, if, I bet the men that she been with Travis Kelsey wasting all that time, if he been giving her $100 for these last seven years, she wasting all that, I bet it's dudes out here that been pulling up on her. Yo, like, if it don't work out, you know, hey, hey, real dudes will pull up on them. I know with disrespect to Travis, but listen, you know, if it don't work out, if some dudes saying, Damn, but a man will let you know if he won't if he's interested. Okay, don't buy the bullshit about talking about half. Well, I'm gonna give you half. I'm gonna give you you got you got you got to pay for it. If you love me, you gonna pay for uh, my concert. What the fuck? No, I ain't. <laughs> Not if you calling me. Uh, you uh 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 you calling me. Yo, girl, no, I'm not. I'm going to be up here. I better be in some nice seats, and, and I better be. I'm going to be up front, but I need to be, I need to be looking like your girl, okay? You ain't going to, let me see how much this food makes. How much is it? 
Chelsea signed a contract for $57 million. His annual salary is $14 million. Who is the fool out here talking about Travis Kelsey can't afford to be? He's trying to save money. That's why he can't give. He want to save all his money. He can't give one girl a nice, yeah, he's been going with seven years, a nice life, some nice clothes, a nice little shopping spree every now and then, a nice little bag every now and then. He make that, this nigga was making $14 million a year. Okay, tax. I'm going to take tax out. $8 million, $7 million. Still, it's a lot of Y'all better cut this out. Sis, 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 I'm saying I don't even know what to say. I can't, I can't continue with this story because it's, 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 it's one I don't believe. And it's one to say. I'm going on to the carbon foot track because I cannot keep going. I cannot keep this up. I cannot believe bitches is out here falling for this. Is it, how many girls is out here falling for people telling them they got to pay half? I know you didn't pay half for that little the Louis Vuitton suit. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> But you say you, and she might have been paying her bills. And I can understand still still paying her bills because she's not married to him yet. But however, putting, if you have been out here giving him coochie cat, he can pay a few months rent. Shit, what the fuck is going on? I'm coochie catting it up. I'm giving, I'm throwing this coochie cat on you, Kelsey. I'm doing, I'm doing Mega Stallion type of shit. I'd be, and see, that's what you got. See, because you got that millionaire. I'd be giving it, you got to give good coochie. I'm sure she didn't give him good coochie. I'm going to say, I'm just going to assume that, okay? Uh, no, obviously she wasn't giving good, 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 good coochie because he always gave her $100, which is $3.76 in the last seven, five years. No, y'all thought five years. It's actually less. Wait a minute, hold on. A hundred. What is it? What, how do you divide it? What, what, he, he gave her far less. What is that, like a dollar or something? <laughs> I don't believe this story. I, I refuse to. I refuse to believe that Kayla, as beautiful as she is, is that the Kayla Nicole, you are not. That explains that cooking show, though. Hold up. This might be true. Because that cooking show, she, that little cooking thing we discovered on YouTube, and it was like only one or two episodes. Kayla, was you putting your own money in that fucking you, the cooking show? Seriously, you here? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No wonder she was still up there on. See, no wonder her Instagram looks like it looks. Like she's still showing the body, yaddy, 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 yaddy pictures everywhere because she's still out here. She's trying to advertise. She's trying to get a real sponsor. He ain't no real sponsor. He's playing games. He ain't no real investor. He was playing games. And you should have let him say, you know, here's the thing. I hope that you got phone numbers. I hope you got you saw other dudes out there that you was you you was eyeing while you was in that avatar. Now your name is all over the place. It's some dude, it's some football player, maybe a singer, or somebody gonna come along and say, you know what? Unless just a reputation that went out to him, you like you was doing some dumb shit. Okay, I just, I mean, I'm baffled that this chick was saying she she couldn't she was paying her bills and she couldn't afford certain bags. I'm like, you wouldn't have to afford it because he should be affording. And he'd be, he be wearing a lot of name brands. I see his ass all the time. Y'all talking about he saving his money? No, he wear, he be wearing a whole lot of name brand stuff. Okay? This is a sad story. And for women, let me just say this for women. Women, 
listen, you are if you are worthy. Listen, you are worthy of certain things. You don't have something. This you sound like he sound like the tender swindler out here. <laughs> Charles Kelsey is a, is a rich tender swindler. He had her paying. He like the tender swindler. First, the tender swindler showed her all this, this shit. Then he started saying. Then they start saying, "Well, I need." He said, "I need money." He started telling me he need money because he was better than Travis Kelsey though. He was throwing up some real shit. Then he then he went crazy on. Him. But Travis Kelsey was tender swindling. If this is true, from the start. Tender Swindler, and if he got coochie, he's a real Tender Swindler. He got some coochie, coochie, and he's eating coochie and giving somebody a hundred dollars and telling them they got to pay half for every trip. Damn that! Even if I ain't giving you coochie for my company, you want me to you want me to accompany your ass for a weekend? And you better pay. And you call us dating? Damn that! They say, what about old, the old ladies in my family used to say to the women? They was real beautiful. I had a lot of, I got a lot of, it's a lot of beauties in my family when they was younger. And one of the older women told, told them, she said, you don't need to be coming in here with a wet pussy and dry purses. <laughs> That was her saying. She told her daughters that. She told everybody. She said, no, you ain't supposed to be having no way. You ain't. That's a half. That's not, that don't even make no sense. That don't even make that sense. That don't even, that don't even make, that don't make, that don't make sense. <laughs> this show is terrible. I agree with that lady. Once you start giving coochie cat, you got to make sure they can afford with all the things that come with coochie cat. Like, you know, like babies and shit like that. I mean, I'm just saying, invest. I mean, I'm not saying be no hoe. I'm saying you got to learn from hoes. Hoes is like, you know what? It's best. My time is investment. And if you motherfucker, anybody can pay a hoe, they can, surely you can pay. You can not, not pay. But you can invest in a woman that you care about, and most real men would do that. Most real men is not going. Most real men is not going to be picking up the tab. I mean, that's, I mean, they're not going to let you pick up the tab if they're on a real date and they're really looking at you seriously and they start asking you to come on trips with them and stuff like that. They're not going to let you. They're not going to let you do that. They're not going to let you. You 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 start paying. You know. I mean that. Individual carbon footprint track footprint tracker. Stay tuned. Alibaba president of WEF 2022 uh, at WEF 2020. This is according to Sociable uh, Co Government and Policy. It says at WEF 2022 in Davos, the president of Alibaba Group announces that the platform will roll out an individual carbon footprint tracker along with. A SaaS application for businesses to track their carbon footprint for ESG purposes. Speaking at the World Economic Forum 
annual meeting in Davos on Tuesday, Alibaba Group President J. Michael Evans announced that the Chinese multinational e-commerce platform would soon be launching a carbon footprint chapter in an attempt to change people's shopping and travel behavior. <laughs> oh, my God. They're crazy. They want to track. Now they want us to tra- No, 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 no. You track you first. I want to see how many private jets left uh, Davos. What y'all lying at? How much shopping have your wife done? Your girlfriend and your girlfriend. Not just, not just your wife, your girlfriend too. Shit, all them bitches. I want to know. Since you tracking my car. You first, bitch. Like I said, you first. All y'all at Davos, y'all first. <laughs> they want us to track and tell them our business so they can encourage us. Don't, don't you, you you flying too much? The nerve! It's terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh my God! The carbon footprint check, footprint tracker looks to operate similarly to the Chinese Communist Party. Oh my God! Social credit system by rewarding people who do the right thing. I told you, didn't you know what? They've always said. The people like Alex Jones and them, and not just not Alex Jones, but a lot, a lot of conspiracy theorists or believers have always said that China was the ideal state for these motherfuckers. Why? Because it's communist and it's controlled, okay? Uh, it says rewarding people who do the right thing while punishing those who do the wrong thing. Oh, punishing. You're going to be punished. Your little footprint checker going to punish you. Oh, Carlotta, your ass today spent too much at the fucking at fashion fashion oaks, bad girl. Did you buy? You didn't buy cotton. You bought this. They gonna that's the kind of shit. We're eliminating your points. Smack on the head. Oh my god, this is a crazy 1984 on fleek. <laughs> We're developing through technology and ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. That's where they're traveling and how that uh, where they're traveling and how they're uh, traveling, what they are eating. Oh, my God, you must want to control what I eat. Oh, my Lord, they crazy. They nuts. These are nutty. Davos at Davos is where you hear the real shit. These motherfuckers, last year they told you you was going to be, you was going to own nothing and be happy. This year they tell you you're going to measure your own carbon footprint, how you fucking eat, how you fucking travel, how you, and we're going to punish you for when you do bad things, and we're going to give you good things for when you do good. They're they crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. It's a bunch of clowns. And we can, like I said, you first. And all your bitches. You can't do this. No, I want to see all the chicks you that and your wife and your kids. Oh, my God. Um, what they are consuming on the platform. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Let's listen to the nuts say it themselves. If you got it, got it up. Oh, my God, they're nutty. They're nutty as fruitcakes. They're crazy. It's really, it's a real nutty world out here. It is people actually, they want to control, they have carbon footprint. Are we serious? They want us to, they want to look, they want to know what we're doing, that, that, this is scary. 
But this is the kind of stuff that happens at Davos. So let's listen. Let's take a listen. and measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint trackers. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. So if you guys heard it, because the volume was very low on it. But he's saying they haven't uh, done it yet, he said, but you can monitor, you're going to monitor yourself. They are, these people talk the nuttiest shit at Davos. And this is, these are people who have the money and the means to do what they want to do. At a billion consumers, we're developing through technology and ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint, Evans told the unelected globalist at Davos during the Strategic Outlook Responsible Consumption Session. What does that mean? He went on to say, that's where they're traveling, how they're traveling, how they're eating, what they're consuming on the platform. So individual carbon footprint trackers, stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet. But this is something we're working on. An individual carbon footprint tracker does not have to be a part of a social credit system. It can be used by shoppers and travelers simply as a way to know how much they're consuming for their own purposes. Ah, okay. But it has a slippery slope towards being social, uh, being, as Evans explained, we have set up our platform products that will show what are the carbon emissions if you're buying them. So people can look at what the carbon emission effect is of buying a certain product. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Measuring individuals' carbon footprint is one thing. However, if governments mandate the tracker has a matter of policy for punishing or rewarding behavior, then it becomes yet another tool for enforcing a system of social credit. If they take advantage of those recommendations, we'll give them bonus points that they can redeem elsewhere on our platform. So they are incentivized to do the right thing, even if we're, provide, if we're provided with the opportunity to decide to do the wrong thing. Oh, my God. They are crazy. <laughs> That's why it's always important to listen Listen to when they have when there are conferences like Davos, they are usually uh, audios and videos. You can go to YouTube, you can listen to some of the conferences and some of the things they talk about. I mean, and last the, a couple of years ago was the most was the one the, the craziest one when they said we were you will own nothing and be happy was the thing. It's a wild at me, streets. It's a wild, 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 wild west. I, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know what to think about it. That they're actually thinking up these. It's just, it's just crazy. Okay. Oh my god. Next up, we talked about Travis. We talked about Kayla. Uh, Kayla, Kayla's out here paying for her own shit. Did she pay for? Did she pay for red carpet? The SBI outfit? Yeah, I'm still confused about what Kayla Nicole is paid for. I'm, I'm very, I'm, 
back to Kayla Nicole. I'm, I don't know what to make on that. It's just crazy. But now this was an interesting. This week, Charleston White, who apparently has been out here for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Before I get into the story. Charleston White has sued every job he's worked for for $10,000. Now, <laughs> apparently this has been on YouTube for a long time, but people, it went viral again this week. You know, people were posting it. Now, he uses a lot of, you know, not politically correct language, but we're not politically correct on this show, okay? But I want you guys to listen to Charleston talk about how he sues these times. I was like, wow. <laughs> Check this out. I have it up. Uh, have you ever worked a nine to five? Yeah, working nine to five. And, uh, I sue every job I get. Yeah, yeah. What I do, I go on the job. I sued Singular before AT&T. I got $40,000 out of this in 2006, 2006, Race discrimination, sexual harassment. We ain't so pro-sexual harassment. It's back in the middle of the job, right? So what I did, I went and learned employment, employment rights. I, my last two jobs, I got $10,000 out of that one through OSHA. Got another $10,000 through OSHA. So what I do, I go find a job, because I know they got niggas going to be violating safety violations. So I'm going to go complain about safety violations. I know some bitch-ass supervisor going to get mad about me complaining and story retaliating. Then I'm going to make a call to OSHA and say, hey, they unsafe over here. And then I'm going to let them know, yeah, I'm the one called OSHA. And they go, fuck you. Then I'm going to make a big $10,000 for retaliation. I get them every time. I get them every goddamn time. I get the warehouse job. Uh, man, I work for a gun distribution company. I got they motherfucking ass. Yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. Wow. 
Wow. And I've seen this at play before so many times in the employment workplace. I totally see this at play. I've seen people who do this shit. I had, again, a friend. I had a friend who did the same shit. She actually came. She went over with to she got I think she sued for discrimination it was something. She did have a little bit of a case, but she, she was she was good at it. In the middle, she's in negotiations. She pulls out a tape recorder and begins to tape them. They do the negotiations. <laughs> they ended up paying her out. It is these it's I mean, it's some amazing shit that goes on. <laughs> but Charleston White is worth a listen to. He's pretty funny, okay? But I think it's on YouTube and it's Say Cheese TV, okay? Uh, when you listen to it, you just learn, like, the world is crazy. We really live in a Twilight Zone type of world. <laughs> wow, shit that goes on, okay? Um, let's see. Next, uh, let me see here. Oh, my goodness. Um, he talked about Travis. Let's see. Uh, what was the ex- the next story I wanted to talk to you guys about? Okay, can we talk about the the um drinking semen uh, uh, semen? Or Beta O'Rourke first. I don't know if we should talk about Beta O'Rourke first. Let's talk about, here's what we'll do. We'll take a break, and when I come back, we'll talk about uh, how a doctor called Courtney Kardashian that uh, she needs to drink Travis Barker's students. I told you, we live in the Twilight Zone. This is what she's telling us. <laughs> I think this is a private moment. That she should have kept to herself, maybe. <laughs> but we're here, them. Okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that, and uh, also uh, how Beta or what political stance at a press conference. I don't know if I'm gonna talk about that this week. I may save that uh, for next week. Says um, Nick Cannon. We're gonna talk about Nick Cannon talking about his baby mamas don't have to get along. Okay. Listen, Nick Cannon has been on every week. Nick Cannon has been coming out with stuff. Nick Cannon is being like, I mean, out in each. I, I don't know if Nick is just trying to get publicity. I don't know what's going on, but Nick has been out here. It's like he say something crazy every week about these. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Nick Cannon, but whatever it is, it I, I don't know. It's like I, I'm like, are you? Do you even care about your reputation at this point, Nick? I mean, it just has all gone shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. I don't even care anymore. Okay, I don't know. Okay, so I see I, don't know, I see people on the phone line. I'll have to, uh, during break, if you're on the phone line, listen, if you're on the phone line and you're just holding the phone, because I know a lot of you call in and you just listen, make sure you don't hit the one because, you know, I'll think that you want to come in. All right, so if that's not what you wanted to do, then, you know, Okay, you know, but we're going to take a break real quick, and I'm going to come back, and we will um, we will uh, get to the rest of the stories, okay? Meanwhile, here is uh, Adina Howard, Freak Like Me. It's a CC show. I'll be back in a moment, okay? 
Child, I had to pay a little bit of ain't nothing going on but the rent for Kayla Nicole, okay? Because I, I, she needs to know. She was, I didn't know she was, y'all didn't tell me she was on on these platforms talking about how she paying, how she out here, how people are affording something, and she going with Travis Kelsey, and she out here paying. Oh, Lord. Lord, I, y'all didn't tell me this was happening. I didn't know she was doing lives. Like, maybe she was crying out for help at that time. She, she was looking for, she was actually looking for sponsors probably. <laughs> Maybe allegedly, I don't know. 
I mean, because she's out here saying, because I, I, everybody's like, like they said everybody was confused. No, that was her calling out for help. Like, just calling out saying, hey, hey, I, I need another baller over here. This baller is only giving me $3.70 a month. <laughs> no, a dollar is something a month. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I've been with him for seven years. <laughs> oh, this is a damn shame. I'm still thinking about that. I, I can't get over it. Okay, I think 574, you're on the line. What is up? This is CC Show. What's going on? Hello? Well, I believe I was just mugged. A black person came up and they mugged me right there, right on the side of the road. We always got a nut. We always do. I always know when the nuts are out. Like, they call, like, we always have some racist nuts that, like, I don't know what they, like, they have fun. Like, they don't have nothing else to do sometimes. And they call us to show, and I pick one of them, and I know what they're getting ready to say. I know they get because they want some attention. So I already know. Like, they spend time actually listening to the show. Like, you got time? You got that kind of time? Damn, dude. You got that kind of time? I don't give it. Do you got that kind of time? You really don't got that kind of time. Shit. To call me up and say some shit. Bullshit. You just don't have it. And I, no, you do got it. But I got time today with your dumb ass, okay? Just dumb. Just calling up. They, they do. This, this used to happen on the show a lot. Sometimes, like, you, know, I, I'll pick one person. Like, I know when I, because I, I have my, you, you have, you have certain numbers you see a lot when people call all the time. And certain listeners, you, you will hold the phone or you will listen to the show or you listen to the chat room and stuff like that. But you got to be. When you see a new number, you always got to be funny. And sometimes I don't screen calls. And you got this dumbass right here who calling and talking about somebody mugging. You ain't got shit to do. <laughs> got a damn thing to do. Bored as fuck. Go cook and boy, do something for, for for Memorial Day. Get your ass off this line. What the bullshit? Calling for you. You ain't got shit else to do. Crazy. <laughs> I got time today. Okay? And I ain't in that great of a mood. Okay? How about somebody black mugs you on the side of the road? Well, fuck it, call the police and give them the description. This show ain't the police, bitch. <laughs> hey, crazy. Ain't got nothing else to do. Anyway, as I was talking about Kayla, and he sat on the line for a long time. Like, I knew it because it wasn't nobody, you know, nobody else wanted to talk. I knew it. He sat on the line for a long, long time. There you are again. Sat on the line for a long ass time. You just wasting your fucking time. Just a dumb fuck. You know what I'm saying? You got better. You got you got better things to do. <laughs> Call the police and somebody mug you on the side of the road. Shit, that's what I would do. What? This ain't the police station. Don't fuck. All right, now. We are back. I'm not wasting my rest of my little show time. All I got to talk about is Kayla Nicole, okay? I'm going to end this show tonight because I I wanted, I didn't want to talk about, uh, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to even do the rest of the story, the stories that I had because I'm so shocked about Kayla. I just don't believe this is a, a, a let me see, this, that story is true about Kayla Nicole. Uh, but a lot people saying that she was on Twitter a couple of times. So 
saying that she couldn't have things that other women would tell her. And I was like, what? She don't know how people afford that because she had to shop still at certain places and she'd been with Travis Smith. And there's nothing wrong with that because I don't care who I'm with. I don't care if I'm with uh, 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 whoever. I still shop and buy them. Because, uh, you know, it's some nice shit you can find someplace. You ain't got to be spending everybody. You ain't got to – just because you with Travis Kelsey – or somebody with some money don't mean you got to buy all kind of expensive shit all the time. You don't. I mean, you can get some really nice clothes and different things, and you can look like a million bucks. You know, you can get nice clothes that are a great price, and you don't have to. You don't have to spend all this shit. You know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, but she was telling me y'all said so sometimes allegedly like a popper out in the street, and that shouldn't be. He should have been embarrassed about that shit. <laughs> so that's why I can't believe. This is a true story. I must just be honest with y'all. It's uh, I can't believe it. It's just crazy. Hmm. Um, this story though is interesting about Liz Cheney's chances of beating Trump back. Terrier Hagman in Wyoming. Uh, Representative Liz Cheney, a staunch Donald Trump critic, continues to fight to maintain her house seat as she faces a primary opponent opponent endorsed by the former president who is traveling to Wyoming on Saturday for a rally to bolster challenger Harriet Hagman's campaign. Although Cheney voted with Trump more than 90% of the time, she came out strongly against the former president in the immediate aftermath of the attack on the U.S. Capitol carried out by his supporters on January 6, 2021. The Wyoming Republican voted along with nine other GOP House members to impeach Trump for, not, for inciting the violence uh, for inciting the violence, the former president responded by condemning Cheney and later endorsing Hagman's bid to unseat her last September. Although four of the House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump decided not to seek re-election, Cheney has pushed forward with her campaign for another team. This congresswoman has continued to push back against Trump's influence while also calling out GOP leaders who continue to support former president. Let me see about this about Liz Cheney, okay? <clears throat> Here is my personal opinion, okay? I told you you guys can no longer look at politicians as Democrats and Republicans. You have to look at globalist, nationalism, and anywhere in between. Liz Cheney, her daddy was Dick Cheney, like the most gangster uh, mofo that has ever sat at the White House. Gangster squad. It's crazy ass. Gangster, okay? And you know, I don't know. She might, they may, she might, they may scare the shit out of the other lady. Lady, good luck who's ever running against her. I'd be scared as hell. But Liz Cheney is what I call a neocon, neoconservative. She is, uh, she, they, they dream of the days when the rogue Tea Party was not there, the rogue Trumpers, the rogue ex Ron Powers. You libertarians have taken over the fucking Republican Party, and these neoconservatives of the Bush era are pissed, okay? They're like, no, and no, don't want you there. <laughs> and so uh, they, and so the push at Trump that Liz Cheney had, that the push that she did was totally – for neoconservatism to regain the party, and they failed. They failed big time, okay? Um, the Bush era is gone, and it is now the Trump era. And I will say this to Republicans. You are not going to get 
you're not gonna. It's, it's, I mean, you better you better run Trump. <laughs> Trump, I mean, because that's your only hope. I, and but I know well because DeSantis might be a, a, a hope, but I don't think he has 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 uh has charismatic as Trump, Donald Trump. And DeSantis is a little bit of. I think what you're getting there is a little bit of fiction. I think Trump is true to the game. Trump is really trying to out here, even though he is a globalist businessman, he's really out here trying to fight the fight. He's kind of got a populist tone to him. So I really believe that Trump is your best ticket. Now, they ain't got no choice. Oh, Democrats, the Democrats is asked out right now, okay? But they coming up with all kind of shit to try to get their base together, okay? I need to put and now, now it ain't gonna be sleepy ass Joe to someone. I think they gonna put sleepy ass Joe out. Joe don't know what the fuck. Joe don't even know where he at. He probably done forgot he was president. They probably have to remind him every moment. Joe, you president. <laughs> but his ass don't forget. Okay, probably put numbers. He's not gonna run again. Your choices look like it might be out of these streets, Kamala Harris. Who else is the Democratic Party? Beto is trying to be governor of Texas, okay? Beto Awards. Beto Awards. Let me tell you something, Texas. Let me warn you. I was just in California. No offense. Not that I'm Republican or a Democrat, but I lean a little bit more conservative. I'm not either one, though. I'm not really an independent. But I'll tell you, I was just in fucking California, and you put Beto Awards in there, Go look at the state of California. It's beautiful, but it is so much fucking homelessness going on. Listen, they don't, the Democrats have fucked up the state of California. That's why they all run into Texas. That's why they all run, they run into, like they run it out. They're trying to run to Nebraska. They're trying to run to all these, they, they want out. <laughs> Their taxes. High ass shit is eating them the fuck up, and they break coming down, and they raising everybody else's prices up. Midwest, Texas, where else they running to? Down Texas, and what is the other place? Florida. <laughs> in 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 for New York, it is Georgia, <laughs> and South Carolina, and North Carolina. <laughs> Wow, wow, that's out of here. So I'm telling y'all, I mean, listen, don't, I'll be careful. I would be able to work. You California implants, you just ran from California, be careful. They don't work by getting California in Texas. <laughs> now, I will say this. What else was this? Beto O'Rourke, Texas. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, perceive, I don't perceive that happening. It's a possibility, but I don't perceive it happening right away. I don't know. It's tough. The map has changed so much. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It would be an interesting thing. Five seven four. What are you? You back on here? Five seven four. What you think? You got the you call the police in for the murder? Oh shit. Anyway, but 
know. I wonder. I don't know what Beta or Rourke, what I, I, I really don't think he can get in. I think it's going to have to be a while. And so Democrats, I think, right now are trying to cook up some stuff for 2022. They're, they're trying to cook up something because these midterms are coming up, and y'all are threatening. They're, they're threatening to run the House and the Senate. Like Joe is going to be a lame duck, okay? So the Democrats are trying to find something to solidify their base because everybody's disgruntled with them, particularly their big base, which has been African Americans, ninety at ninety some percent. They're even black people. We're even turning against them. Nobody wants to work business. People, people are like, Ugh. it is this. Uh, they're having a hard time, and especially with the people that are, if Kamala Harris ain't it, you won't go. Kamala Harris would definitely be going to landslide. Unless they, 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 unless they cheat, I, there's no way. Unless something crazy happens, and I, you know, we live in the twilight zone. I think crazy can happen. <laughs> it's gonna be quite funny. Wow, strange world we live in. Okay. It is definitely the twilight zone right now out in these streets. Okay, you guys. So next week I will, I don't know. We'll see if I'm coming on or not. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> right? I make up all during the week with some more shows. We don't know, we don't know celebrity gossip, celebrity news. Uh, we'll see. 574, call the police. Okay, quick comment. I know you ain't talking here. Listen, you, you must be fascinated. Listen, call the police if you just got mugged down the road, okay? But I, I ain't shit I can do for you. <laughs> call it B. Call it me with the blue shit. I got time today, 574. Shit, I don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> I've been having about enough. <laughs> so I got time today to talk a lot of crap. <laughs> You guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Five four, you have a good Memorial Day too. Make sure you get to call the police up and get some help out in them streets. Uh, Cause it's rough out here. It's rough. Everybody, have a good weekend. We're gonna leave out with I don't know what we're gonna leave out with. You know, let's leave out with. I don't know. I thought about Marvin Gaye. I don't know what I want to leave out with. You know, sometimes I think I know, <laughs> and I don't. So let's leave out with, you know what, this is an old school one, one of my favorite R&B jams. It's really old. Eugene Wilde, Gotta Get You Home With Me Tonight. It's a good one to play if you, at, you know, when you're at the uh, barbecues and you're partying and stuff like that. I love this one, Okay. I'm out. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will see. I will. I will be on sometime. Maybe sometime during the week. See ya. Peace out. Five seven four. So crazy ass. All right. I'm out. <laughs> see y'all. Let's leave with. Uh, gotta get you home with me tonight. You be well. I'm out. Bye. <laughs>
Sound of My Voice. You are listening to the Archive Show. Remember, you guys can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carlotta72 and see Chatwood Show on Twitter. You can also hit me up on uh, on um, Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy, okay? So that's all the places that you can hit me up to talk tonight. Uh, you guys, if you hear me talking to 574, I had a little crazy, I always have crazy callers. And tonight, I just decided I had time. You know, I had time to talk to shit. <laughs> so if you hear me talking to the 574 caller at the end, it's because I was, it, 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 it was, I was talking to a, I know it was a, 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 it was a nutty person on, who's telling me about something about the game. It's something stupid about they got mugged by uh, something crazy, okay? We have always sometimes some prank callers that call in here and ain't got shit else to do, okay? They just bored for the weekend and they just call. <laughs> so that's who I'm referring to on the video. Listen, you guys, have a great weekend this week. Enjoy your food, your Memorial Day holiday. It's going to be a really nice holiday, I believe. And, you know, try to, uh, in spite of all the shit that's going on in the world, the crazy things, try to vibrate, vibrate high, keep your vibes high, your spirituality high, stay close to God, and, you know what, just, you know, just, to show a lot of love this weekend, okay? I'm out. I will see y'all soon, okay? I don't know when I'm coming. You know, I told y'all. I said I was going to be doing off a couple of weeks, so I may take off again. I keep saying I am. I'm not going to say it. When it happened, it happened. Y'all know, okay? But y'all got the archive show, so I can always listen to, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Uh, leave it out with my final leave out with is Maxwell. I'm in the zone. <laughs> Those folks make me laugh. I'm sorry. Am I alone? I feel that you don't agree. I'm out. Oh